1: hey everybody welcome to this week's episode of you're wrong and here's why chris Horwardell joined by greg crone gregory how's it going i mean why can't we were just talking about luck
0: as as mm-hmm. we were about to turn on the microphones here and luck is such a key factor in things and it's one of those things that i just don't have i don't have the luck i don't have the luck to have one of the most uh supposedly sought after college coaches leave my program instead my luck Gets one of the best recruiters, but worst in-game coaches in college football today. Signed for 10 more years into my life. That is what happens in my life.
1: I don't know. You feel like one of the best recruiters?
0: I mean, his recruiting classes are consistently in the top 10 to top 5. So, I, I, well, rankings-wise. Final product-wise, his recruiting stinks. But <laughs> rankings wise, rankings-wise, he's up there.
1: I'm looking, I'm trying to find some numbers on that.
0: I mean, I would love, knowing that James Franklin is now contracted through 2031, which feels like Uh. forever from now, but I'm sure it'll be tomorrow. Um, Knowing that that he is contracted through 2031, I would love to see what the years are over under. I I just can't. I can't, because it can't be higher than, like,
1: Damn, where the hell did uh, where the hell did Penn State go? Like for a while, I remember seeing they were like the number one or number two class in the country and uh, the recruiting class. They're currently sitting at twenty-four for this year on ESPN. Last year they were twelve. The year before that, they were thirteen. Prior to that, four. So that's that's respectable. And the year before that, 17. So only once have they cracked the top 10.
0: All right. I understand. You get my point. He is a, a consistently a top tier. Top re- 15. Top 15 in the nation recruiter. And just never translate onto the field. Never translates onto the field. That just... Why? Why couldn't he have gotten the LSU job? Why couldn't he have gotten the USC job? Why are people who are Penn State fans celebrating like this isn't a goddamn nightmare? I don't understand.
1: I'm sorry this happened to you.
0: he's clearly terrible. Like he's clearly terrible at in-game management. You saw it this year. Like it's happened every single year in big games over and over again. It's like clockwork. It's, it, it's literally, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And that's what we're now, I now am, am destined to do for 10 years if this contract is fulfilled.
1: Penn State currently has two top 36 recruits in the 2021 class, headlined by number 30, Caden Saunders, a wide receiver from Westerville, Ohio, 5'10", 175 pounds. Number 36, potentially the top pocket passer of all the quarterbacks in this year's high school class, a uh, quarterback by the name of Drew Aller from Medina, Ohio, which is coincidentally where I adopted my dog.
0: Well, I mean, listen, I, 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 again, again, I, I, while I, while I, I would love to believe that these recruits will pan out, they just don't. And if they do, there will be a big game situation that he will mismanage and we will, we will be gone. I don't understand. I can't imagine this this contract ever being fulfilled. I
1: can't. It's a weird one. Uh, it's been a weird week, though. We've got a lot to talk about. I've got com open in front of me. Week 12 in the National Football League. Thanksgiving week, which is always a weird one. You, like you mentioned, some fun college football stuff, including, I don't know if you know this, the Egg Bowl. Ooh. Lots, lots of drama this week. Lots to dig into. I will tell you, though, when I saw the 10 for 75, my mind immediately also went to, like, how much is he going to serve? And also, this isn't a number that is so high that I think this Penn State would keep him just because of the money owed. I mean, it's, it, it, it puts you in a ridiculous situation. Like what? I would love to know what the buyout
0: clause is because there has to be one now, right?
1: No, no way. Not with the coaches. That's that's guaranteed money, homie. Straight cash. No, the money straight of the, straight cash. There's
0: buyout clauses in these. Maybe not from the school, but like if he were to get a new job three years from now, there. Oh has well,
1: to be. I mean, if he leaves for another job, then yes, of course. But you can't just you fire him, yo, loot.
0: God, what what are we doing?
1: Under the new under the new contract Franklin will earn 7.5 million through base salary, supplemental pay and an annual retention bonus. Franklin will also receive an annual loan of 1 million for a life insurance policy through the entirety of the contract. He'll have built-in incentives throughout to add additional income including a 350,000 for winning the Big 12 championship, 400,000 for making the college football playoffs and 800,000 for winning the national championship. here, here you go. Franklin's buyout will start at twelve million prior to April first, two thousand twenty-two. It'll reduce to eight million through December thirty-first, twenty twenty-two, uh, six million in twenty twenty-three, two million in twenty twenty-four, and twenty twenty-five, and one million from the calendar year twenty twenty-six to twenty thirty. Well, thank- Franklin sixty-seven and thirty-two is Penn State's head coach.
0: Thankfully, we will not have to worry uh, about any of those uh, college football. You know, appearance bonuses or anything like that. Um, Asteroid? Well, no, just poor coaching. Um, <laughs> you have to, you have to actually win big games uh, to get that. He's, he's the le- like. I mean, you, you want to talk about a guy that just doesn't win big games ever? This is the guy. This is the guy living off of I don't know whatever success he had at Vanderbilt, and then, and then limited success at beating you know uh, the Kennesaw State. 400 to seven uh, in week two of the regular good win. season. Uh, we beat Villanova. We barely beat them. That was a good win, right? Barely uh, beating one double H.
1: FCS champions in like 2014.
0: How dare you? I, I just, I can't, I can't with this. I can't with this college football. Thank God. I don't, I'm not like a, the diehard guy. I'm not the live and die by, by the Penn the state. Bruce Willis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I. I don't like when they lose. It's like, all right, cool. I don't have to care anymore. I, that's the fun part about it. Um, it' much different than my fandom for pretty much everything else. But for the yes, people, I know, for, for the people that 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 just that live and like absolutely expect Penn State to win a national championship every year. This has to be, this has to be just unbelievably frustrating.
1: Uh yeah. I mean, it's rough. I do. I like a lot of. Uh... A lot of players on this year's roster wouldn't mind wouldn't mind Jahan Dotson being an Eagle, wouldn't mind uh, Brandon Smith being an Eagle, wouldn't mind Jaquan Brisker being an Eagle, and uh, and a handful of others. But yeah, you know that uh, what that nine overtime game happened, and they've not quite been the same since.
0: They haven't been the same since the Iowa game. It's that that the yeah. the luster is off the rose. Then they followed it up with the nine overtime thriller. Uh, <laughs> 18,
1: what, 16 nothing? It's yeah, a, it was it's
0: like, like 18 16. It was just, 18 16, yes. Yeah. Unbel-
1: that's, that's exciting.
0: Ugh, unbelievably bad. And then get demolished by Ohio State. He lost to somebody after that, too. I don't even remember who it was. Because, again,
1: at, at least you didn't, you weren't down 49 nothing in the first half against Ohio State.
0: <laughs> it is a very solid point. I think, I mean, Ohio State's clearly going to win the Big Ten and, and win it. Going away like I have I have no confidence that Michigan has Any chance against them to start th- This Saturday
1: Well Michigan's defensive line is outstanding So that is the one thing they have going for them They got to create pressure and Not let uh, CJ Stroud just sit back There and tear them up but uh, They they look like a real machine At this point I mean they've got two pro receivers Maybe the best two wide receiver prospects In the country and Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave At receiver it's unfair It I mean, really had, is but the, they had three guys, three receivers with two touchdowns apiece in the first half against Michigan State, number seven. Michigan State this past weekend. That's
0: not. Uh, that's who else we lost to, Michigan State. That is, yeah, that is, it is. Their their roster, their their roster of uh, weapons on the outside is legitimately. I don't know how any college team can defend that. It's amazing that Oregon beat them because Oregon's not good. So. I don't know. I don't know. It's just it, 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 the more college football playoff rankings change every year, they're basically identical almost every year. It'll be Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and then, I don't know, whatever fourth team they're going to do. Cincy, in baby. It's not going to be Cincinnati. It, it's Notre- Cincy
1: right now. It's Cincy right now. <laughs> I
0: know it is, but Notre Dame keeps destroying teams. Never heard and- of their their only loss is to Cincy, and it was at Notre Dame. I could see Notre Dame somehow squeaking by. Uh, I could see. I could see if Michigan does play somehow well, I could see them potentially still getting a look. Like there's. Well, let's
1: let's talk about that number. Well, now number two, Ohio State versus a uh, number six Michigan. I don't know where they are in the previous rankings. This hasn't updated yet. Bavada has Michigan plus eight at home. Where would you go?
0: Oh, I mean, I my my. I, I, Missions at home i still don't think it's close i still think ohio state beats them by two touchdowns i don't i don't have any confidence in harbaugh in a big spot he is he's franklin just somehow a a worse in-game manager like i don't know how that's possible because of all the success he's had and not necessarily winning championships but having good teams he has yet to prove that in a big spot with that michigan team he can do literally anything
1: like, uh, let's talk about the sorry. Let's talk about the weirdest line that I'm seeing this weekend, and that is the Penn State Michigan State game. Penn State goes to Michigan State, number seven. No, well now number twelve, Michigan State, and Bovada has Michigan State plus one at home.
0: It's it's a complete overreaction to how badly they got beat uh, by Ohio State. This Penn State team is not good. The over, I, I mean, I guess who did they just beat? They, they played Rutgers, I think. On, on yeah, the and they won. Yeah, with a different quarterback, freshman kid. Like, I, I just
1: one of them freshman it, kids. It's
0: it's it's smoke and mirrors, Chris. It's it's literal smoke and mirrors. Um, Michigan State at home, being an underdog to that Penn State team, is is a complete joke. I understand that. Michigan State's offense isn't the the, the best, uh, and Penn State does have a very staunch defense. I expect a lot of uh, a lot of three and outs in this game. To be perfectly honest, but I don't see I don't see how I don't see how this goes doesn't go Michigan State's way at home. I just don't. Let
1: me let me ask you this right now. All right. After what happened with Michigan State last week, if Penn State wins by like ten points. Does Michigan State tumble out of the top twenty-five?
0: Probably, yeah. I I mean, they've been so consistently good up there and up there the entire time. But I don't see, and that that would move them to I think three losses because I think Michigan held on and beat them if I remember correctly. Mi-
1: Michigan State beat Michigan.
0: Michigan State beat Michigan. Hmm. Yes,
1: uh, they were number seven going into that. They were, the, yeah. That'll it will be. It will be. Uh, there will be three losses for them. Yeah. But Michigan's, Michigan State was 9-1 going into that Ohio State game last weekend. They were number seven ranked in the country. Got pooped on, just absolutely positively pooped on. That dropped them to 12 in the latest polls. And a loss to Penn State here would give them a third loss. And um, I don't know. I I don't think it's crazy that that could knock them out of the top 25.
0: Yeah. I I mean, it, it certainly wouldn't shock me, um, but it would have to be – it would have to be like a complete nightmare. Like, for for them, they would have to get really embarrassed, I think, by Penn State for it to, to fully happen. I'd be embarrassed if I lost to Penn State. <laughs> you should be. Not a good team. <laughs> they're, just not a, they're not a good football team, like, at all. So, yeah, uh, I, not,
1: not a great game, but an interesting battle of quarterbacks, Wake Forest, Boston College. You've got Hartman versus Jurkovic. It's fun.
0: Uh, yeah, but Wake Forest, they're bummed. They're they're such bums
1: to go. Uh, the, the a top ten team in the country.
0: Yeah, and they went into Clemson uh, on a down year and got absolutely demolished last weekend. Like, okay, demolished, so perhaps
1: not a top ten team anymore. This hasn't been updated, de- de- but yes,
0: de- demolished to, like doesn't even describe how bad they looked in that game. That North Carolina game broke them. They they had they had a very good thing rolling, uh, almost a straight shot to the ACC title uh, game, and it just it completely went by the wayside because you lose a very tough game to North Carolina, an absolute shootout slugfest. Uh and then you get into this Clemson game and we all know Clemson isn't good. They're not good. They've been bad all year. And and mm-hmm. to get like I mean, you think you think Michigan State got got uh proved on as you so eloquently put it. Clemson. Thank you. Clemson just absolutely they crushed Wake Forest. Wake Forest couldn't do anything. Couldn't move the ball. Couldn't stop Clemson, who's again not very good. It was mm. it was it embar- like embarrassingly bad if you were uh, cheering or uh, heftily wagering on on Wake Forest.
1: Greg, for a brief moment here, I'd like to take some time to talk about the ten and eight Philadelphia 76ers.
0: How dare you? How dare you ruin 8. a bad time by adding more bad things to this?
1: I see no bad things here. The fact that they're over 500 with the players missing. I mean, they, they literally beat the Kings starting zero players who were starters at the beginning of the season. And while the Kings had a fully healthy lineup, I yesterday saw a trade proposition that I thought made the most sense of any trade that I've seen so far. And there would have to be you know, other draft picks and pieces in there to, to, to balance the scales on each side, but effectively it's a three-team trade that includes Philadelphia, New Orleans, and Sacramento. Benjamin John Simmons, probably not his middle name, goes to Sacramento, De'Aaron Fox goes to New Orleans, and Brandon Ingram goes to Philadelphia as the main pieces. I like this a lot, and I think this makes sense for all three teams.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, do it today. Do it literally today. I do it right now. I will go to, uh, who whomever's house I need to to go to to drive, uh, mm-hmm. any of the people to the airport to get them to where they need to go because it is,
1: One hundred percent. we're gonna need you to pick up De'Aaron Fox.
0: That's fine. I'm I'm already in my
1: car. Um, you're you're getting in your car to drive to Sacramento. That,
0: that, listen, I would if I would make that sacrifice. For this trade, for the Ben Simmons ordeal to be over, to have Brandon Ingram, a legitimate scorer, Mm -hmm. uh, on our team to pair with the other guys that we have. uh, And I don't know who else would be involved in the trade, but let's just say... Maxie's still here. Let's just say that. Oh, he's untouched. He, yeah.
1: he's not no shot. He's included. He, he couldn't. If any, be at this you, point. you're trading. You're trading. I mean, Thibault would probably be the big piece that may or may not have to go. But I could even just be draft picks. Uh, people really talk about Ben Simmons like he has zero value. And by the way, it is so funny to me watching teams like Sacramento and Minnesota, who who have been included in Ben Simmons talks, and you know, arguably. The more interested teams in Ben Simmons saying, "Oh, Blank isn't available in a Ben Simmons trade. A a three-time All-Star, one one one-time, two-time All-NBA player, All-NBA defensive player. And like, we're not going to include Jaden McDaniels. We're not going to include Tyrese Halliburton. You. That's why bad teams are bad.
0: Well, I was just gonna say that's the reason why teams that are perennially bad stay bad. They don't. They don't. And I don't. And again." I I don't necessarily think that Ben Simmons is is as valuable as you may simply because oh, I think I, I absolutely do his offensive limitations hold him back from me proclaiming him the Fresh Prince of Philadelphia or whatever the the monikers were. Um, mm-hmm. But it's to me like that, that's why the Kings haven't made the playoffs since Mike Bibby and yeah. Lottie Divac. That's why. You know Minnesota hasn't been good since KG got traded to the Celtics. Like it's it's been a long time for a reason.
1: Yeah, Minnesota is like, oh, we might trade um, the undersized shooting guard who's Malik Beasley. We might trade Malik Beasley. I don't like. You're insane. You people are insane, and that's just what there is. Uh, Really like a lineup of Maxi Curry. Ingram, Harris, and Embiid. I like that a lot. Uh,
0: yes, sign me, sign me up today. Also, can we respect Andre Drummond like that? Oh my goodness,
1: guy, Andre! What a game!
0: I, I, I don't even not, not even from an individual game perspective. Oh, but, last
1: night he had an he had an unbelievable game.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I saw parts of it, but my point my point is more overall than just an individual performance. He, he has been exactly what we've always needed in a guy who was going to back up Embiid, a guy who could kind, step in. kind of kind of <laughs> well i mean of course from a from an overall perspective he's not joel Embiid. i understand that well
1: but, i just i would like for him to be able to shoot a little bit but i would argue that that's the piece that's been missing in the joel Embiid backup but it, I, yes i have no complaints about drummond
0: the the rebounding aspect of it the guy is just a boards machine he is mm-hmm. an absolute boards machine and it pretty is pretty solid passer. Yeah, it, a very solid passer. You saw the high, the dimes he was dropping early in the season blowing up yes. the Sixers Twitter.
1: Also <laughs> some unbelievably bad passes. Uh, oh,
0: I mean, eh, come on. Take the good with the bad here or take the bad with the good, I guess. Um, but I just think that like this this has been a guy who I am much less concerned when Embiid needs to come and sit out that we're going to mm-hmm. go from, you know, Plus forty to minus a thousand. If we're going to talk about you know uh, the time or it's spent in winning the actual ball game, you know what I mean? Like it's it's just. I, I really think that it's 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 been nothing but successful so
1: far. Uh, drums per thirty sixes this season: eleven point six points, one point nine blocks, one point nine steals, three point six assists. Seventeen point six rebounds.
0: <laughs> it's. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, this is exactly what we need. This is what we wanted Dwight Howard to be. I mean, he, it kind of is also what Dwight Howard was. Mm,
1: yeah, nah, eh, Dwight, yeah. Dwight.
0: Dwight left a little bit to be desired.
1: All right. Right now, Drum. Uh, seven point three points, eleven rebounds in twenty two minutes. I'm going to find Dwight. So remember, 7-3, 11-22. In Philly, in 17 minutes last year, Dwight was 7 points, 8.4 rebounds. Per uh, 36s, 14.5 and 17.5. So Dwight was actually scoring a little bit more, but his defensive stats were a little bit less. I mean, his fouls were his fouls were higher, six fouls per thirty six for Dwight. Listen, listen, I'm just telling you what I see on the court.
0: That's that's I I I can't believe we have a guy who could probably start for a majority of the teams in the NBA right now
1: as Um, our as our backup center. It's Andre's problem is that Andre Drummond plays basketball in 2021. If well, yeah. Andre Drummond played basketball in 1985 people would say he Was one of the best centers to play in the era Yes precisely but It's just not the way we play basketball Anymore and I mean look he's a two time all Star and he's 28 years old the fact That he's here because the respect he Has for Doc Rivers it, it Can't be can't be talked about Enough he's should be making more than The veteran minimum it's one of the best bargains in basketball Right now
0: yeah It, it most certainly is Congratulations to Daryl Morey on on doing
1: that. Yeah, this is. I mean, literally twenty eight years old. You don't see. It just it just speaks to the fact that like this isn't what we look for in centers anymore.
0: No, not even a tiny bit. Which is, we not weird the way the game is, has gone, but it's certainly certainly different than than uh, uh, you know the bygone eras of the NBA. That's for sure.
1: This guy is what? He is two years removed from averaging oh sorry, last season for Cleveland. In the twenty-five games he played for Cleveland All Starts and 28 minutes a game, 17.5 points and 13.5 rebounds a game last year. Mm-hmm. And he's on a veterans minimum contract and he's twenty-eight.
0: So hell of a deal, buddy. Hell of a deal.
1: But you know, I was thinking about this when I was watching the game. The being the backup to Joel has to be one of the most appealing spots for any any free agent center.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're gonna play way more than you're gonna play way more than probably most backup centers are asked because Embiid misses a decent amount of time every year. Yeah, and like any sort of moderate uh, contributions that you can make are amplified. You know what I mean? Like as long as you don't be terrible, then you're good. Like that's yeah. that's all we expect. We're not expecting you to be Embiid, but if you can give me ha- uh, half of Embiid, then we're fine.
1: This is one of the reasons I wanted Nerlens back so much. I thought he would well, be a, an unbelievable backup. Well, yes, I know. I know Philadelphia <laughs> tried, but Mister Adele wasn't having it.
0: Uh just one of the worst. One, one of the worst
1: agents in, in the history of professional sports. It's, it's... Why? Is anything else going on? No, it's just bizarre. Like It's just bizarre. That's Ma- that's Maxi's agent, right? That's, nah, well, that's the only other tie we have to him?
0: Hey, well, hey, let's keep that one under wraps for now. Start <laughs> I, I noticed something
1: really interesting watching the game, um, listening to, to Kate Nala. They kept saying that four of five starters were missing. Like, they don't even, like, this team doesn't even count Ben Simmons amongst their numbers anymore.
0: Because he's not a part of the team. He doesn't want to be, he's busy, he's busy assisting St. Joe's University in allegedly NCAA violations.
1: Like, that was literally just shit thrown at the wall from Howard Eskin, and there's no backing to it.
0: I'm just telling you what someone sent to me in a group chat. I didn't even read the source. I Uh, said, and that's also why I cornered it with allegedly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it, but, just but, like you're allegedly a pickpocket
0: how <laughs> dare you the accusations levied <laughs> upon me by by you and a former brother of mine <laughs> on on the, the recent episodes of the underdog are are they're, they're slanderous libelous this is this has gone this has gone to a level where i had to change all my all my sign-ins for all my streaming services he insulted the fact that i have all these streaming services that he actively uses my kids mm-hmm. don't my kids don't watch uh they, they don't watch um any of the, the stuff that I that show up my recently watched on Disney Plus. They're not mm-hmm. watching the I'm not watching I'm not re watching the wire on HBO Max. I'm not doing anything. You're any making a mistake. Well, sure. I have other things I'm busy rewatching, Chris. I'm watching the Larry Sanders show on HBO Max.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. right, priorities, I suppose. I, I,
0: absolutely. I mean uh, the fact, the fact of the matter is that this mm-hmm. this is taking a turn. Uh, this is taking a turn where I just can't. Ima- I I might I might have to hit up the uh, the the famous pizza chains law- uh, lawyers who contacted us regarding my, regarding uh, conversation. My
1: lawyer, on- my lawyer says it's fine.
0: Uh, that's fine, but I may retain them in this case. <laughs> this is this is ridiculous.
1: <sighs> Iliana's three. What are you gonna do?
0: First of all. The fact that you didn't ask for the sponsorship plaque is is commendable, but I, yeah. I mean I'll go I I'll gladly go in there the next time I'm in there and ask for it. Hi, ah, yes, that's I'm not the... in, I'm not in this
1: picture, but yeah, I feel like that's weird, right? <laughs> be like, hey, I just really want this picture of these kids. Is it I'm, cool?
0: <laughs> I am retrieving this for a colleague of mine, an associate <laughs> who does not want to be named. What's your asking price?
1: tell them just tell him, him kiok says hello and don't 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 look into what that means
0: oh, I will I
1: most certainly will not yeah don't look into what that means because it's not a positive oh, but Christ. uh and that's what they literally what they've called us since we were probably 14 uh to my knowledge it refers to a, a genital region yeah well, I mean but weird fellas. weird fellas is the moral of the story
0: that listen I enjoy the fact that they have some level of Italian soccer on the television every time I walk in. I enjoy oh, that, Oh, and the
1: Italian newspaper all the time.
0: Absolutely, I I, I I enjoy that. I get to I get to see whatever Serie B teams are playing currently. Um, you know, in the shout out of the to uh, Cherio
1: and Rafael Iliano.
0: <laughs> they, 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 they the fact that you're just giving them shout outs. First of all, Iliano's three is interesting. Where is Iliano's one and
1: two? We've actually I've ad- talked to them about this and they do exist. Um the, there's one in Pennsylvania and I don't think the I don't think the first one is in Pennsylvania, but I think Iliana's too is. Regardless, I feel like this is I, I spend enough time talking <laughs> about nonsense. Uh so it's uh South Main Street. Where? South what Main it looks Street looks like Ileano's Pizzeria Philadelphia. Yeah, here you go. Okay. Uh Byberry Road.
0: Okay. So probably somewhere in the northeast
1: in Philadelphia.
0: I mean, Chris, I'm that's, I, I, that's
1: Ileano's too.
0: There's almost zero chance. Or there's a not sorry. There's almost a 95 to 100% chance that over the course Complete of the opposites. next week you are getting a picture of me in front of Ileano's too. I'm, that, I'm I would be excited about that. I'm promising you that. And then we are road tripping to wherever Iliano's one is. No matter the state, no matter the cost or the time.
1: Iliano's pizza. I'm looking for it now. I mean, uh there's one in the Conch. Uh there's more, okay, there's it looks like it looks like the original. Okay, so this is hard. Iliano's Pizza Italian Family Restaurant is in Clemens, North Carolina. Ileano's is in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania.
0: Uh, you know what? Let's get in the car. I'll meet you there halfway. We'll, 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 we'll make get,
1: it. Uh, probably like probably a bad deal for you, because you have to drive significantly out of the way to get halfway. It'll,
0: listen, <laughs> but, if, uh, I, if I know anything... I'll, I'll see you in Linglesburg. If, I was going to say, if I know anything... Uh, having random pizza with you in random small towns I- across the state—it's a good time. So I'm I'm willing to make the effort.
1: I do kind of want to go. Like I do, honestly. All right, this is. Here's what I'm going to say right now. Because I'll see you guys and I'll see you guys next month for a hockey game. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Don't don't Doesn't listen matter. to this. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, if you're if you're still listening, 30 minutes in. God bless. Um, I'll, I may or may not see you guys next month, and but I can't eat bad for that because I'm trying to eat good before before thank before Christmas. So we will go to a Sixers game this year, and at that point, you and I have to go to Ilianos too.
0: I mean, yes, one hundred percent. Ilianos two is probably closer to my house than Ilianos one. I mean, it almost has to be.
1: Ileana's and then, too. and then next year we have to figure out how to get to the original Ilianos. The thing is, we need to find out which one it is. We need to get the legitimate. I mean, the who who has the legitimate claim to being Ilianos one.
0: We absolutely can do that. Like, there's no way around. Yeah, it. just
1: I can literally just call Cheerio. <laughs> I mean,
0: you probably. You know what? You probably could. That would probably Easy. be the fastest way to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of like speculating, it's, you know. g- going like door to door and be like, "Have you heard of the Ilianos brothers?" <laughs> they one of them. Have, you know they drive, Dude's got like a Ferrari. Really? Yeah, it's a it's a Ferrari or a Lambo. It's some. It's a super crazy car. Huh. A lot of money in yeah, that they, pizza business. <laughs> a lot of money in whatever business they're in, sir. Listen,
0: all I know is that I am two minutes closer from where I am currently sitting to Iliano's two. Than I am to Ilianos three, and that I would have to take the turnpike to Ilianos three. All I'm saying is that I am down to go to both Ilianos two and Ilianos three, and if you need me to ask for the plaque off the wall, I will do that.
1: No, I want to forever be immortalized. I loved that place. Look, did I event? Did I occasionally get diarrhea? Sure, I did. <laughs> but I love that place. Like that place, that place is so ingrained with my childhood. I like that I'm forever immortalized on their wall. I, I don't. To, th- they can have it. I don't need it.
0: It used to be a pretty regular spot when I would have to go into the office. So the next time I'm in the office, I might have to swing by and see, see the boys. It's the last place. I, the last pizza I ever
1: had in Pennsylvania. Well,
0: not, until next time.
1: I. Uh, yeah. Well, and I saw your brother, and then that warranted a call from you because I had not told you I was moving yet. <laughs> uh, in fairness I still had a week and there was a lot of stuff going on And I fully intended to tell everybody But it's not like I was just going to be Disappear forever You called um, me from
0: the plane Yeah,
1: I, was I like, had hey, the TiVo guy I'm it here. was a whole thing I'm out of here you son of a bitch <laughs> Yeah no I, I dropped Alexa off uh, Because she she Came out here a week before I well Came out to California a week before I did And then came back On my way home from the airport I picked up Ileano's Walked over to Giant To pick up some snacks and I was gonna Watch uh I was I know exactly I was Gonna watch the movie Central Intelligence Starring The Rock and Kevin Hart
0: It's good viewing
1: um Happened to run Into Matt at Giant Did he then uh, talk
0: did he then talk to you about How good of a movie Central Intelligence Is
1: (laughs) no I don't think That came up it was more like oh you're moving What bring it bring Uh, it up
0: next Week on the show he'll fill you in
1: Fair enough but I get I get my pizza I get home terrible storm like terrible storm branches falling all over the place like just a super powerful summer storm uh, get home immediately my power goes out <laughs> it is it's like July 23rd or something like that so it's hot I was watching and I watched central intelligence in my old living room on a laptop eating nice. pizza it was a uh, this is a week before I I I left the state for good. <laughs> well, for now.
0: That I mean, if that if we're not talking storybook uh, endings here, that is that is one of them.
1: No, it was, and then I got I got sick. I made myself sick. Um, That's a lot of elanos, buddy. Right, right. For, but I, although it did it did culminate in that parking lot. <laughs> uh, I may or like so I had to like. We sold the house, and I was help. We were helping, like I was basically. I was trying to get all the stuff packed and like throw out what we were throwing out. We left for a lot of stuff. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> and and but you got a really good deal on the house, so I'm not super upset about it. Um, and then my mother was taking a bunch of stuff to storage, but like I was getting all the stuff packed up myself. And like basically gave myself like low end heat stroke nice the day before I was supposed to leave and I went to I was I got sick went to uh went to giant to get Tylenol and stuff and I threw up in the giant parking lot. oh God that was my that was my last day in Pennsylvania that that night. I slept on the floor in my, my kit, in my living room for a little bit because everything else was packed. And I had a flight at 525 in the morning to go to Oakland.
0: <sighs> my word. It was a, far too early. A little,
1: it, it was a lot. But it's interesting, too. Well, I had, an, I had a layover at O'Hare, but it's like, you know, going to California, it's pretty short just because you lose the three hours. Yeah. So I think I got in... Like I was in Cal- my flight was five twenty five out of Pennsylvania. I was at my house in California at like ten thirty. It's the best part about living and on the that west was coast. A, it was a it was a fun day. There's a lot of good things, but that was a fun day. All right, week twelve in the National Football League, Gregory. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving football tripleheader, including this unbelievable matchup: the Chicago Bears. Head to Detroit to take on the Detroit Lions, and Bavada has the Lions plus three and a half at home.
0: They, they said Goff might play now.
1: Trending it, towards playing.
0: It, trending towards playing. Like the Bears, the, ba- the Bears stink, and if it's Andy and, a- Dalton, and Andy
1: Dalton is the guy.
0: Like it's it's bad. They don't have Khalil Mack. He's out for the season. It is. It's it's bad for the Bears and any of their fans. Like mm-hmm. at this point, at this point you just hope, hey, let's just finish the season, nobody suffer any major injuries, you know, and let's let's kind of move on and regroup more than likely with a new head coach, potentially even after this week. So
1: Hey, I, Matt Nagy says that's not true.
0: Well <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course he does. And, and the Lions, while being oh nine and one. Like they battled with that Browns team, Mm -hmm. albeit very beat up Browns team. But they battled. They battled with a beat up Steelers team. They are very good at battling beat up teams. I think this is a shot where the Lions can win this one outright and just and and you know get that first win for Dan Campbell. I think it's well deserved at this point for what he's sort of been been left with in terms of miraculous defeats and just not a great roster. Uh, Yeah. So I I think
1: it took what an NFL record field goal for the Ravens to beat them early on.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like it, this is this is this is this is the time, and it feels like that twelve thirty slot on that that's you know that Thanksgiving Day needs to be the time if you're you're a Lions fan.
1: And uh, coincidentally, this is one of the things that makes me very happy to not be on the West Coast because that's a (laughs) nine thirty start. Rough. In Pacific time. Very rough. Rough indeed. The middle game on Thanksgiving, the Las Vegas Raiders head to Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Bavada has the Cowboys minus eight at home.
0: But these are two teams that I I completely don't have a read on right now. Like it's right. the Raiders. The Raiders, you know, have just completely uh, come off like and just gone sideways I don't know what's going on I mean I do you well, yeah, lot of do on. right there's a lot going on out off yeah. the field and that's clearly had a major effect on a team that I think at one point was like three and one and in first place yeah. and it's just it's not good all around it like they don't they don't have an identity as a team Really. like their offense sputters their
1: identity like, is tragedy
0: yeah really it really is and like it, it, it's 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 just, it's just bad. It's really, really bad right now, and you have to think that, like, whatever the off season brings, I think there's a pretty big overhaul um, that comes that comes in in Las Vegas. I don't see how they can continue to move forward with what they've been doing, and it consistently ends in in failure. So,
1: is is Mikey May their GM next year? I I don't know.
0: I know I mean, the the one thing about the Raiders is they unfortunately seem very loyal in terms of front office and and. You know, uh, head coach. Um, so I don't, I don't think so. I don't. I mean, I, I do think so. I do think he hangs around for one more year because let's be fair. Until until off the field incidents occurred, you know, Henry Ruggs and and uh, Arnett,
1: Arnett. were contributors. Don't well, no, he no, was no, not Arnett, that absolute. Arnett was benched. He was not. He was a first round pick. He was benched. He was terrible. Well, I think you can you can sell me that Rugs was acceptable our net was terrible okay
0: i will i will concede the point then to you however um i i think that there have been some hits like in terms of draft picks there have max crosby yeah like that kind of stuff has to stand out um in terms of what you'd make a decision on the gym i think there has to be the right coaching hire there too uh because there has Mm -hmm. to be some sort of cultural shift and just the way it's going to have to be. And then in terms of the Cowboys, like, they, uh, for a team with just zero like identity, like, they have such a, a like, have had such a, a big lead in the NFC East that it's, it, like, it looks like they've almost taken their foot off, like, you know, the gas a little bit here. And it's, it, I don't know whether it's the injuries, it's Cooper being out because he's on the COVID list, and then, you know, uh, um, CeeDee Lamb gets hurt mid game, mm-hmm. like they just don't look, they just don't look right. And I don't necessarily blame Dak, but like they, their offense is just, it's, it's, it's not, not anything good. Like Dalton Schultz is leaving, leading them in receiving in games. That, mm-hmm. that can't be a winning formula for them. So no, sir. I think, I think they have to worry about getting, like, it's funny. They got Gallup back and everybody was like, yes. And then they lost their other two like main receivers. And it's like, all right, Gallup's the best guy, and he might not even be the best guy. <laughs> Cedric Wilson might be the best guy, so I don't know. I, this I think the Cowboys... Gallup
1: is better than Cedric Wilson. I, Stop I, it!
0: I know, but I think the Cowboys probably win in this game, but it's going to be, I, it's it's a hard one to predict.
1: The Buffalo Bills travel to New Orleans for our final Thursday Thursday night Thanksgiving game, and Bovada has the Saints plus six at home. I I I mean,
0: this is a tough one because the Bills the Bills have disappeared. And I think part of it is just their inability to run the ball. Like, even while Diggs has emerged the last couple of weeks on the stat sheet, it's it's been it's been a tough sledding for them in terms of being able to do anything other than get the ball to Diggs. Like Emmanuel yeah. Sanders has disappeared entirely. That guy is nowhere to be found anymore. After starting the season scorching hot, and you know, like Dawson Knox returned, but his impact is severely hampered from you know what he was doing early on in the season. And Zach Moss has just been a no-show. Him, like Singletary, I think you know they had said pretty much already conceded the fact that Moss was going to be the guy, and then Moss has been non-existent. Like, and I don't know if that's offensive philosophy. I don't know if that's just you know them them doing it, and then the defense to just get just uh, to give five touchdowns to one player, like yeah. At a certain point, guys, like we know where the ball is going, especially if you're playing the Colts. Like it's going to Jonathan Taylor. Do literally anything to try and stop him, um, mm-hmm. and that just didn't happen. So that's tough. But the Saints, like for as close as that game got to in garbage time against the Eagles, the Saints have no idea what's going. They're no, restructuring like, contracts based off positions. Like I don't know what I don't know. Well, what that was
1: a crazy contract. That Greg's Greg's referring to the Taysom Hill contract. Four years, 40 million guaranteed, can be up to ninety-five million dependent upon how many snaps he gets at quarterback.
0: Yeah, like that is they they're not even willing to give the guy a chance to start at quarterback. So I don't know. Like
1: who 10 million for what he is now is a lot of money.
0: Who's Taysom Hill's agent? Sign him. Anybody who needs an agent, get that guy.
1: Yeah. Um I think you could tear your ACL five or six times in college. Look this guy up.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think the Bills I think the Bills are the play here. I think they can write the ship, but they're gonna need to figure out how to run the ball at least a little bit to try and open up the passing game more.
1: The Atlanta Falcons travel to Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bavada has the Jaguars plus one at home.
0: There's a chance that a lot of people take the Falcons as eliminator picks this week, even though the Falcons are undisputably bad. Like they are it, like they have. If you watch that game against the Patriots on Thursday night, yeah. they had nothing for the Patriots like zero. Matt Ryan couldn't. He had no time in the pocket without Cordaro Patterson. Uh, Mike Davis has been completely non-existent. Uh, the receivers yeah. are nowhere. and you just cover Kyle Pitts and it's fine. It's over. They can't do anything on offense because their offensive line is Swiss cheese. Matt Ryan's just getting beat up. It's just bad. But I think people will fall in into that trap and and take the Falcons and the the Jaguars, while also very bad, they hang in games. They just do. They, this last weekend against San Fran being sort of the exception. They've at least, especially with bad teams, they've been able to to hang in there and, and, uh, you know, at least be down to one possession at the end of a game, you know? So to me, to me, I think the Jaguars at home outright might be the actual play here only because like, yes, they're bad, but like they, for some reason, for some reason they always have the ability to figure it out. Plus James Robinson, can exploit that defense if he's able. If he, if he's able to to go, and I think he, the last two weeks he's been playing, uh, coming off that injured heel, like he can make a difference in that game. And I think that Atlanta's defense is bad enough that Lawrence can exploit that with Marvin Jones and Lavisca Chennault. I think he
1: can. Mm-hmm. I agree. The Carolina Panthers is an interesting one. Head to Miami to take on the Miami Dolphins. Bavada's got the Dolphins plus one at home.
0: Well, if McCaffrey who has consistently gotten back uh to speed over the past 2 weeks and started to really kind of look like Christian McCaffrey can continue that upward trend, I don't see how the Panthers can really not beat the Dolphins. I know the Dolphins have won a few games in a row, but uh, you know, Cam certainly makes a difference for them. And and it's not a glaring one, but he is able to at least
1: Oh, it's pretty glaring. Well,
0: <laughs> he he's able to he's able to manage the game in a much better way. I think he had three touchdown passes, uh, Uh you know, and that, that is, that's something they stopped getting from Darnold. And it, it it makes, it makes a big difference. And when you have all the weapons that, 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 you know, cam has at his, as at his fingertips in that situation, playing a team like Miami, I think he can certainly exploit that. Now, Miami, obviously they get the win over the jets, uh on sunday but it's the jets like i don't know it's the jets with joe flacco not even the jets right. it's not the jets with mike white it's not the jets with zach wilson it's the jets <laughs> with, with mike white <laughs> it's yeah the, it's the jets with joe flacco and it's it, it was it was not the prettiest of games and it's it's one i'd probably like to have back thinking the jets money line was a good idea um yeah. but to me i, I there's it's it's the Dolphins just haven't impressed me enough. Like with Waddle's been fine, uh, you know. For uh, he probably needs to be better, considering he went what seven overall or six overall, whatever six, it yeah. was. Um, well, it's a very
1: specific draft pick in that we traded it to the Dolphins. That's
0: very true. That is correct. Um, and and you know, Tua. It, yeah, I still, I still have faith that Tua can be a productive quarterback in the NFL. Um, but I need to continue to see the types of performances against teams that aren't the jets. You know what I mean? So I think, I think the Panthers can certainly win this game, uh, in Miami, but Miami, Miami definitely, definitely is, is has, has some of the pieces that they need. It would help if they had a first round draft pick.
1: Yeah. Two. Well, they Miami does have the first round draft pick. Uh, they have the, I believe the number 10 pick in the draft right now and it is from uh, San Francisco. It's the 14th pick in the draft. I meant their first one, their yeah. actual owned pick. Boom <laughs> Tank Tankathon. Shout out to Tankathon. Shout out to Matt Hoover, friend of the friend of the site. Um, has some taking Charles Cross, the offensive lineman from Mississippi State. Something they could definitely use. Weird, uh, weird game for them last week. Tua 27 to 33. Two touchdowns and a pick, but not an explosive two, you know, not an explosive 273. Their leading receiver won Mac Collins, two catches for 72 yards. Waddell. I'm gonna call him Waddell because that's what his name should be, but I know it's he says it's Waddell, which I mean fair enough. You get to tell people what your name how you to pronounce your name. Uh an uncharacteristically kind of non-exciting. Eight catches for sixty-five yards, eight point one per catch, long of fifteen. It's no, uh, it's no Jalen Rager. One catch for negative six yards, but it's pretty good. But
0: we'll get to that. We will get to that.
1: <laughs> well, let's get to that. Let's get to that right now because the New York Football Giants host the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday at one p.m. Bavada's got the Giants plus three and a half at home. The Giants
0: just had to fire Jason Garrett. They couldn't have waited one more week. Like it had to happen right now.
1: You scared of Freddie Kitchens?
0: I, 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 it's not that I'm scared of anybody. It's the fact. It's just the fact that when a new voice is in the room as the leader with head coaches, that is the time to get terrified. Or and I head well, offensive coordinators. coordinators yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but that that is the time to get terrified because teams tend to pick up at least one game's worth of energy when it comes to the NFL or college football or those types of things. It's there's something about that change that, that that can trigger that spark. So I am annoyed. They couldn't have waited one more week before they made this decision. But, hey, it is what it is. If you look at their team, they stink. Their offense yeah. was stagnant. They couldn't get the ball to. I mean, to be fair, Kadarius Tony became their best receiver. And that guy can't stay on the field. He's constantly injured. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Much
1: like their actual best receiver, Kenny Colliday.
0: Right, exactly. Uh, Saquon, as much as it pains me, has been essentially non-existent. I, Daniel Jones is most effective while running the ball. Which hey, then,
1: Dan- Daniel Jones hit Vitavea in stride yesterday.
0: It was it was prime. <laughs> it was prime. But it does bring me to the fact that the the guy on the other side under center uh, is so unbelievably effective right now using his feet. That he he's putting up I mean, I you see you see Twitter graphics and those kind of graphics are always potentially misleading, but putting nah. up comparable stats to what Lamar Jackson put up in these first what eleven starts of his career. And I'm not saying that, that Jalen Hurts is Lamar Jackson because I think Lamar Jackson is a much better passer than Jalen Hurts, but if you yeah. can affect
1: Also also Lamar Jackson had considerably more rushing yards. He was second only to Lamar Jackson, but I think Lamar Jackson was like 250 rushing yards ahead of him.
0: It, it very well may be the case. Very well may be the case. Um, but my, my point, <laughs> my point really is, is that if the Eagles can continue to stick to running the ball effectively, and it feels like that's what's garnering all of their 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 positivity. Continue mm-hmm. running the ball. You can continue to win these games, and you should beat the Giants because they are a bad football team. And if if this season has told us anything, the Eagles can beat bad football teams. They continuously do it. Probably all five of their wins again are against bad football teams. So we need to do it one more time. Let, head into that Jets game where you can you could go somehow above five hundred and be four games into the six game winning streak I predicted.
1: Yeah, they threw the ball 24 times, ran the ball 50 times last week for 242 yards. I do wonder when teams are going to start just putting eight, nine guys in the box on every play and daring them to throw the ball. Kind of like what teams are doing to the, well, what the Dolphins did to the Ravens. That's that's when that's when Jalen Rager gets to shine, Chris.
0: That's when the speed kills. I'm telling you. Yeah,
1: Quez Watkins had zero catches, but more yards than Rager last week. This is, uh, just What an unmitigated bust This guy is, 23 catches For 170 yards 7.4 yards Per carry, and this is This was this explosive wide receiver Who we drafted because, you know He's so fast, and the college GPS Shows he was the fastest player in college football Last year, and we don't need Justin Jefferson That guy's probably only a slot in the NFL
0: How dare How dare you, how dare you I go against the analytical aspect of all of this,
1: Chris. How? I no, that's a hundred percent wrong. What are you talking about? Anal- You're talking about college analytics, speed rating. Yeah, but that's just an that's just a statistic. Analytics say you draft Justin Jefferson a hundred times out of a hundred.
0: Smartest team in the room, buddy. Smartest team. They in are the, the smartest
1: room. team in the room, Greg. They are the smartest team in the room. The worst. But they what win does that even they mean? win by
0: they win, but they're the they, the slide bullshit looks on draft day. They, 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 it all goes back to the Jalen Hurts pick, which they may have been the smartest team in the room then, but we'll see. That is yet
1: to be proven. But they do. Howie, they, people people shit on Howie, but his drafting is actually slightly above average if you look at how it breaks down. I,
0: can, I will. I will not. I will. I refuse to look at how it breaks down, and I would continue to look at my. Uh, look right down the barrel of the uh, blinders affected view that says how he stinks at drafting because he does.
1: I mean they they re-signed basically every player he drafted over the last couple of years. Uh, in the past couple of weeks, Mayolata had that huge deal at the beginning of the season. Then they got Devante, or sorry, they got Avante and Dallas signed days apart. By the way, eight million seemed like a lot for Avante but I
0: don't know. I mean, Avante who's really never looked good until you put two, uh, one very, very good corner on one side and a uh, decent corner on the other side. And you forced him to only play the slot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, he is a slot, but also he, I mean, he played pretty well at free safety that first year and they just kind of screwed around with him a little bit too much. I don't, I don't know. They like him. and That's what's important. And Dallas Goddard's very, very good. The, Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals, and Bavada has the Bengals minus four and a half at home.
0: I mean, the Bengals crushed uh, the Raiders. Like it, yep. it, they they were able to toy with them. You know, early on it was close, but then they eventually just kind of pulled away, and it 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 just went to the fact that they just their offense has a lot of weapons. Mixon's very good. Um, Jamar Chase is obviously very good. Like. They're able to get those kind of contributions. It'll be interesting to see if Tyler Boyd's able to play this week, or uh, if this just randomly becomes one of the like three weeks this season where CJ Uzama gets two touchdown catches. Um, and and I mean the the Steelers like I don't know what to think because they got the most lucky breaks possible, and then committed the biggest gaffe you could possibly have and gave up like a seventy five yard touchdown to Mike Williams. Mm. With like three minutes left in the lead, like it, it's just, it's it's unexplainable to for that to happen on a team that their defense is their best part of the game. Like their defense is the best part of that team, and I guess you say, well, T.J. Watts out, so that really affects them. But I don't know. I think, I think this game's close, AFC North football. But I think the Bengals, I think the Bengal Bengals are able to win. By a touchdown, which is is crazy to me to for me to say, uh, just you know, with the past decades of this matchup.
1: The Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveled to Indianapolis to take on Carson Wentz, Jonathan Taylor, and those Indianapolis Colts. pavada has got the Colts plus three at home. Talk
0: about riding the ship if you're the Bucks. I mean, you get mm-hmm. Gronk back and you just you're able to throw all over the Giants. See like, I mean, Evans and Godwin both score, uh, you know, it's just set up for a couple, a few too many field goals, I think, in that game overall. But, um, I mean, that's the game they really needed to kind of say, hey, let's not forget, we won the Super Bowl last year. Uh, We Mm -hmm. can still be very productive. A, B, maybe that guy comes back at some point if his foot's not still hurt. Um, and then defensively, I mean, they're just very good. Now the question becomes is, can you stop Jonathan Taylor? Like he it can it, the Colts are going to go to him. They're going to it's it's essentially what the Titans do with Derrick Henry. That's what the Colts are going to continue to do with Jonathan Taylor until somebody can prove they can stop him. And the less time they have to spend putting the ball in Carson Wentz's hands, it, it the better for the Colts, because Jonathan Taylor has been amazing and Wentz has been, you know, solid, but. He still has, at times, can do the things that Carson Wentz can drive you crazy with, and you know, take risks that are unnecessary. Uh, two weeks ago, he like threw the ball left-handed randomly while in like the grasp of a sack. Like he does, he does wacky things that can cost teams games. Um, I like the Bucks in this spot, even though it is at home. I think the Colts are in the potential range of a letdown with how badly they beat the Bills last week and kind of coming off of that I think there's a very real chance that they could uh that they could go go the opposite way this week and and the bucks can kind of come in there and and just kind of outgun them in terms of you know points.
1: Uh I mean, Wentz yes has his flaws and takes takes some, uh chances he shouldn't have. But he's on pace for 26 touchdowns to just four interceptions this season.
0: I'm not saying that he's been turning a the ball great number. It's a good. Yeah, it's very he Carson Wentz is a good quarterback, but he takes risks that at times can be very costly if they go the wrong way. Right now, he's been getting a lot of those bounces, uh, but we all remember the weird like backwards interception he threw.
1: I remember nothing
0: just, just a few weeks ago uh, on his own goal line that cost them a game, nothing. essentially. I so
1: do not recall that. Hmm. I don't think it happened. The Tennessee Titans I don't know, sorry. (laughs) Traveled to New England to take on the New England Patriots. Uh, Now without Adrian Peterson the Tennessee Titans as they released him today. The Patriots minus six and a half at home.
0: I mean, the the Patriots are just on a roll. And if you think that Belichick isn't thinking about the the last game of Brady's career where the Titans came in to Gillette. uh, Actually that one might have been in Tennessee. But Regardless, um, Vrabel basically toyed with him. There was the whole clock thing where the punt yeah. and the timeouts and all that fun stuff, where Vrabel essentially used the loophole to take even more time off the clock. Um, and the Titans are just really banged up. Obviously, there's no Henry. There's no Julio Jones. Not that Julio was making a huge impact, but he's nowhere to be found. A.J. Brown got hurt. Uh, he may play, but he still the injury is... You know, the injury bug keeps finding them. Whereas the Patriots are just kind of cruising along. Hey, mm-hmm. look at us. We're in first place all of a sudden in the AFC yeah. East. Um, and I think they've figured out how to game plan with Mac Jones. And they've continued to open up the playbook and allow him to try and do more. And he's continuously succeeded. Uh, I think this is a game where the Patriots can really sort of make their mark and say, hey, we're we're here and we plan on competing and being uh, not only one of those playoff teams, but potentially winning this division if the Bills uh, falter. So, uh, I really like the Patriots in this spot. I think that I think this is a game uh, they can use their running attack and and mix in Max jo- Ma- mix in Mac Jones in a way where this is uh, this is a convincing win in Gillette.
1: All right, sixty second clock on each of these last five here. The Los Angeles Chargers head to Denver to take on the Denver Broncos. Bavada has the Broncos plus three at home.
0: Yeah, Denver stinks. Um, yeah, they are. They're really, really, really not good. Like, and and it's it's glaring. Um, you know, you watch the game that they play the Eagles, and that's when I've seen the most of the Broncos this year that I had seen. And it's it, it, it they just they don't have an identity uh, defensively. They just they, they can't stop the run. And you enter in the Chargers, who. They had their own four touchdown score in Austin Eckler last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, a gutsy win when everything was sort of bouncing the wrong way uh, in terms of like tipped interceptions and and just sort of craziness that led to the Chargers having to have a comeback against the Steelers. Uh, I just think I know it's a, it's a divisional game in Denver. I think the Chargers though can win this one handily uh, because I don't think that Bridgewater and company can can go with them in terms of offense.
1: This is a good one. The Los Angeles Rams versus the Green Bay Packers at Green Bay. Bovada has the Packers minus one at home. I mean, the Rams just can't
0: lose three games in a row, right? Like they they, they really limped into their bye uh, by getting destroyed on Monday Night Football by, by the 49ers. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how this can happen, but they, they have to figure out. Again, it's a similar situation to the Bills that we talked about where you know, they can throw the ball like crazy, but they have they have to be able to establish some sort of running game to free up guys like Cooper Cup, to free up guys like OBJ. And, you you know, OBJ is going to have to replace Robert Woods, uh, who went down with that injury. You know, he's going to have to be up to speed now. And he's had a week and a half or two weeks now of fully being on the team. They have to figure it out. And then the Packers, a brutal loss uh, to the Vikings. You think you have the game sort of Uh, wrapped up in terms of you get that interception you're in vikings territory it gets reversed Uh, but that was easily the funnest game of the weekend and i think the packers are fine you're at home it's going to be a little bit colder throwing the ball is 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 more difficult there but stafford is comfortable there i kind of like the rams in this spot um but it's it's going to be a tough one
1: the minnesota vikings travel to san francisco to take on the san francisco 49ers And Bavada has the 49ers minus three at home.
0: It it all depends on if San Francisco can run the ball consistently against the Vikings. We didn't really get the Vikings tested last week in terms of run defense because Aaron Jones is out and the Packers didn't really use A.J. Dillon um, as sort of a bell cow. Uh, So can the Vikings stop the 49ers? And then the, the other side of the coin is can the passing attack you know, do what they've done uh, consistently all year. And can Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen make these teams pay? And if they can, and Justin Jefferson goes for, you know, 187 and two touchdowns or 187 and a touchdown, then it's mm-hmm. going to be a real problem for the 49ers. And trying to catch up, you know, being a run heavy offense is difficult. And But don't get me wrong. Like the 49ers, while they do rely heavily on that run game, Debo Samuel has been one of like the best receivers in the NFL this year. He, yes, sir. he he can take a 5 yard pass at any point and just break it for a touchdown without any question. Like it he's been super impressive um and he's really bailed them out and plus it feels like Kittle scores now every week since he's been back. Hmm. So uh but I I do I do like the 49ers at home here.
1: The Cleveland Browns head to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens Sunday night football 8:20 Eastern time. The Ravens minus three and a half at Bavada. Do we know what Lamar's
0: health status is? Is he still dealing with the chest cold or whatever he had
1: um, that kept him out of Sunday's game? I don't think we've seen any resolution, but I can't imagine that he's not playing. I'm looking it up right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair, and I can't remember the guy who started for them, and I apologize because he
1: it was Tyler them. Huntley Tyler Huntley Lamar, yeah. Lamar Jackson quote felt good a day after missing Baltimore Ravens victory
0: well that's positive so I'm glad he feels good um, and if, <laughs> if you go to the Browns like I have to assume it's going to be Keenum on Sunday night maybe no, it's it's Baker uh, Ravens Ravens minus three minus, Ravens minus 30 it, it's take a take a week off buddy just just well, look I, at what
1: the, Card- the Cardinals have handled this brilliantly this whole Kyler Murray thing They've they've now played Colt McCoy for three games. They've given ba- they've given Kyler a good amount of rest, let him heal up. I know Baker was never going to be 100 percent healthy, regardless of how much rest he got, because he needs shoulder surgery. But he's got numerous other issues. He is a gigantic negative on the field for the the Browns. He's costing himself money every week. It makes no sense. They're paying they're paying Case Keenum seven million dollars a year to sit on the bench and watch a really really banged up really bad quarterback play football
0: it's it's not good man it's it's just like at a certain point you have to be like uh, maybe maybe this is the wrong decision like mm-hmm. uh, whether it's it's coaching or whether no matter what it is but like and then you you hear the stories of like his wife's on social media fighting with fans and it's like nothing good's going to come of that like no uh, what are we what are we doing somebody has to sit him down and be like listen take the week off just do it. You mentioned Kyler Murray. The the, the the Cardinals have sat Murray and Hopkins for three straight weeks. They've gone two and one. Like, I don't yeah. know. And then they have a bye week. And now you can and come back.
1: By the way, the Browns are 1-0 in their only game where Case Keenum started. Yeah.
0: And you, now it, like the Cardinals are going to be able to come out of this bye week having essentially a month's worth of rest for two of their most important players on their yeah. team. And again, obviously, their injuries are different. Baker's going to need sur- uh, shoulder surgery, like you said. Uh, but to me, someone has to step in and be like, listen, get, just take the week off, man. Let- Forget
1: the week. <laughs> I mean, I think they have a buy f- either the following week or the week after. So this has yeah. got to be take two or three weeks. Okay. Like, get yourself right. One of those games is the Jets, I think. So
0: Ravens by a million.
1: Ravens by a million. Final game of the week, Monday Night Football. The Seattle Seahawks travel to Washington to take on the Washington football team. Bavada has the football team, minus a point at home.
0: This The, the football team all of a sudden came out of nowhere, and they're like, hey, remember us? We kind of know how to play defense again. Not really, but a little bit. Now um, that Chase
1: Young's going. Yeah, well. That guy like, holding the team back. It's
0: crazy how that works. Uh, but Taylor Heineke has done a good job getting the ball to the guys who who you know, really make the difference on that team, whether it's Gibson, whether it's McLaren, McLaren had another huge game. Um, Mm -hmm. It's going to be tough. Seattle, like Washington's in a great spot here, honestly, because like Seattle has looked completely discombobulated and it's, and you wonder if it's a situation where did Russ come back too quickly? Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, What are we doing? Because they have looked unbelievably ineffective. And I know they don't have Chris Carson and it's your Rashad Pennying and Alex Collins in your way to a potential, you know, uh, whatever you hope to get out of all of this. But like Russ hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in the two games that he's been back. They got shut out in Green Bay and then looked miserable against the Cardinals like it's so bad. Use DK Metcalf, get the ball to Tyler Lockett more. I know Lockett had over hundred yards receiving, but in the red zone, we have to figure out how to get the ball to these guys that, that make, make the difference. And they just aren't doing that. And I don't, I don't know whether it was, uh, you know, he came back too quickly and, and that's just, he's still fighting whatever that issue is with the dislocation in the middle finger. So I don't know. I kind of like the football team at home here, but we'll see.
1: All right, longer episode this week. That's going to be it for this week's episode of You're Wrong, and Here's Why for Greg Crone. I'm Chris Horwardell. thanks for listening. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next week.